This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. <laughs> I see how it is, Royals. I get it. I understand. You know, sometimes we just have these disagreements. Sometimes I say one thing, you say another thing. That's just how it is. But man, you you really had to do it to me th- this way, didn't you? You really had to do it to me like that. I make an episode. I say it's an encouraging series loss. I say, hey, look, Royals lost some baseball games, but don't worry about it. Not a big deal. It's going to be just fine. And then you go and have to do this to me. You have to go and make a discouraging series loss. You have to go and get swept by a good team because you made foolish decisions. Oh, Royals. Oh, how I love to love you. You make it so hard sometimes, but oh, how I love to love you. Welcome, everyone, to the Royal Deluxe Podcast, a podcast giving you breaking news and analysis of the Kansas City Royals every Monday and Friday as part of the Fans First Sports Network Thank you very much for listening. I am Lux. I am the guy who hosts this podcast. I am currently leaning back in my chair in a uh, way that is bending my neck in a very unhealthy way. But this is how I relax sometimes. I'm just being cool. I'm just staying in my lane. Just chilling out, trying to enjoy my life. Sometimes the royals make it hard, but that's why... God invented multiple screens so I can have the Royals on one screen muted and in my regular line of sight, I can have a VTuber who plays Apex Legends really well and is funny while doing so because it's a funny anime girl playing Apex Legends. That's just funny. Oh yeah, by the way, I'm Lux. You can follow me on Twitter at the MF and KC, where you can see me talk about dumb stuff like that. Or you can get actual baseball content at Royal Deluxe Pod on Twitter. Thank you very much for listening. Yeah, this will, in fact, be an episode where I just kind of break format. Oh, wait, hang on. Hang on. I shouldn't break format. Let me give you a, a deluxe moment. Junior runs, and Vinny hits it deep to right field. Hooking into the corner, gone for a game-tying home run. I kind of considered not having a deluxe moment uh, for this episode because I was kind of thinking, 
nothing's going to be the deluxe moment this episode. No one deserves any any credit for anything except badness, I suppose. But no, something good did happen. Vinny Pasquantino has got that dog in him. Like Denji from Chainsaw Man. He hit a clutch two-run home run to tie the game. Fantastic. Just awesome. Vinny is him. He is him. He is the greatest baseball player <laughs> to ever live. In this game, he only he, he went one for three with a walk. But that that one was fantastic. I forgot who posted this. I'm sorry for not crediting per this person properly. But someone said, I think it was like like 10 out of 12 home runs of the, of the home runs that Vinny has hit in his career. Okay, here, here it is. Dave Holtzman. 10 of Vinny Pasquantino's 13 career home runs have either tied the game or given the Royals a lead. Man, he's so cool. He's a he's a cool dude. I love Vinny. Thank God for Vinny. But um, that was about the only noteworthy highlight of the weekend. So since we last spoke on Friday, when I was you know all happy and, and excited about the Kansas City Royals, and you know what? Here's the thing, guys. I am still happy. And I am still excited about the Kansas City Royals. I might not sound like it, but that's just because I'm being cool. It's not because I'm stressed. I'm not sad. I'm just being cool right here. Thing is, I'm aware of how everybody else feels. I'm aware of the fact that a lot of you, or at the very least, some of you, are not going to appreciate me continuing to be happy and optimistic about the Royals. I'm sure a lot of you don't want to hear, Hey guys, I just want to tell you that the Royals' BABIP is really low, so don't worry, it's going to continue progressing to the mean and it's going to get a lot better. I think a lot of you are about to do something to Scott Barlow that will violate several Geneva conventions, or at least that you're feeling like that, or you're, 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 they're thinking about doing that. I would recommend against doing that just for the record, because I just think that's very mean. But I understand that that's, that's not the podcast you want to listen to. You want a podcast where someone complains about the Royals, because that will validate your feelings a little bit better. And it's not, and I'm not going to lie. This was, a, this was a really bad weekend for the Royals. So I can't really get up here and be like, ooh, what, 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 a, what, what great things the Royals have been doing i can't even really cherry pick a lot of what the royals did this weekend because the royals just had a really really bad weekend i mean here here here's a here's a question guys here's a, here's a question let me ask you something what do you think happens when a good team plays a bad team well I, this, this this question answers itself when you look at the tampa bay rays the tampa bay rays started 13 and 0 because the tampa bay rays got to play the a's the red sox the tigers and the nationals I don't know if in that if it was in that specific order. It probably wasn't. Doesn't matter. Point is, all four of those teams blow total ass. So yeah, no wonder they started thirteen and zero. You would start thirteen and zero if that was your schedule. Meanwhile, the Royals had to play the Oakland. Uh, not the Oakland. I don't know why I said. I said. <laughs> you know what? I'm not even going to. The, the brain fart makes sense in my head, but it won't make sense in your head. So it's okay. Just let's just move on. We all make mistakes, just like the king. We're all we're all we're all Royals fans here, so we all make mistakes. We know what that's like. So the Royals have to play the Atlanta Braves, which are a good team. They won 101 games last year, and the year before that, they won the World Series. So 
Yeah, they're, they're pretty good. The Royals, meanwhile, well, you know, I believe in them. I think they're doing their best. I think they're trying. They're they're trying. I like to believe they're trying, but they're not very good right now. So what happens when a when a good team plays a bad team? Usually the good team wins, and and you you would expect the the good team to win by a lot. So that's also what they what's been going on. So on Friday, the Braves won by a score of ten to three, and then on Saturday, the Braves won by a score of nine to three. Royals only gave up one fewer run that game, and it, that's an improvement. Maybe on Sunday they'll only lose eight to three. No, jokes on you. They actually lost by a score of 5 to 4. It was close. It was really close. Once again, they they tied the game and then Scott Barlow blew it. I don't know why that's a theme this season. Scott Barlow for some reason is not very good this week. He he blew two games. Okay. I see how it is. <sighs> <laughs> so I'm not look. Look, I'm not mad. I'm just being cool. I'm just being cool. It's cool. I don't. I don't get stressed. I don't get worried. I don't get upset. It's cool. I'm fine with it. And I and I still believe in Scott Barlow. I still think that Scott Barlow is a good pitcher. No matter how many people want to murder me for saying that, I understand that you want to murder me. Please don't. I mean. You know what? I was going to make an edgy joke, but I, I don't think this podcast is ready for that. I'm sure you've got a lot of edgy feelings in your head, though, if you're trying to kill me. But in, in any case, um, yeah. point is, I I don't know. Scott Barlow just blew the second game of the season uh, or got got his second blown get save of the season or whatever you want to call it back to back. Back to back. Well, that's actually not true. He pitched on either Friday or Saturday. He basically pitched a, a meaningless inning. So good for him, I guess. It does make me wonder. There's kind of a theory going around. I don't know how many people are sharing this, but it's, I guess, worth mentioning that. I don't know. Some people are saying that hitters are picking up on Chapman's velocity. So Chapman comes out, pitches the, the eighth inning, and he throws like 200. 50 miles an hour like is in freaking NASCAR and then Scott Barlow comes in and pitches like 94 and so hitters are just looking at that going like wow this pitch is moving in slow motion how's he how's he doing that how is he throwing so slow and getting it over the plate like that well it doesn't matter (laughs) bye 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 baseball just crushes that stuff crazy I don't know I don't actually know if that's true but it's an interesting theory. So I will keep that in mind. I will take that into consideration. You can take that into consideration too if you want. Or if it sounds silly and dumb and wrong, then don't take it into consideration. That's fine. You're entitled to your own opinion and your own consideration. And not only are these uh these the, the were these games not very good, maybe except for the uh the game on Sunday. The game on Sunday was like fine. It was okay. I wasn't too mad about it. In fact, I wasn't mad at all because I'm just being cool here. But it was it was okay. It was like a, a mostly acceptable game. We just happened to lose. But there was some dumb stuff that happened, admittedly. But even before getting into that dumb stuff, I, would, I just want to mention on Friday when the Royals lost by a score of 3-10, to 10, Brady Singer pitched. He pitched this game. He gave up eight earned runs in five innings pitched. But the weird thing is that he got eight strikeouts. 
eight, eight strikeouts in five innings and gave up zero walks. He gave up four home runs, though. And keep in mind, we're, we're, we're pitching in Kauffman Stadium, which is a pretty large ballpark that's generally considered to be difficult to hit home runs in. But, um, yeah, Brady Singer had just like has like the weirdest pitching line. Five innings pitched, ten hits, four home runs, eight earned runs, eight strikeouts. How often do you see someone get as many strikeouts as earned runs? That just seems pretty unusual to me. And no walks either. So it's like, did did he have command issues? No, it doesn't look like he had command issues. Did he just did he just miss on some pitches? I don't know. Strange. It's like it, it, you kind of look at some things and it seems like he did some things really right. But then you look at the other things and it's like, oh, well, it looks like he did some things really, really wrong. I don't know. Strange. Meanwhile, on Saturday, Chris Buba pitched and he wasn't great, but he wasn't terrible. Five innings pitched, five earned runs, three strikeouts, one walk, ten hits. So he definitely got hit around and he did have some issues with command. He did have some issues with velocity, and he said early in the game he felt something weird in his arm. He said his forearm tightened during the game. He said he noticed it early on. Question. Why is Chris Bubich pitching if he knows his forearm is tight? That's not a good thing to do, Chris Bubich. Or the Kansas City Royals, whoever is responsible. I'm going to be honest. I'm actually going to defend the Royals because I see a lot of people saying, oh my god, here we go with the Royals once again. Making players pitch injured. I actually wonder if it's really a matter of, you know, guys forcing people to pitch injured. I mean, look, guys, let's think about this reasonably. If a pitcher is literally saying, hey, I am unable to do my job properly, why would the Royals say, we don't care, go do your job? Like, that doesn't make any sense. If Chris Bubich is telling his manager, or whomstever, that he is unable to pitch well, why would he be allowed to continue pitching? What do, what purpose does that serve? The Royals haven't exhausted their bullpen yet because they've actually gotten a lot of innings out of their starting rotation. So it's fine. And even if they did, I guess, then it still doesn't matter. Like, why would you willingly pitch someone injured knowing they're going to suck? knowing they're going to give up a bunch of runs, knowing that they're, they're, they're going to lose you the game, and knowing that this would probably worsen the injury. I don't know. I can't come up with an answer for that. And if you can't either, then hopefully you don't think that the Royals would just knew that Chris Bubich was injured and let him pitch anyway. Maybe Chris Bubich just noticed this. He felt something and thought, huh, that's a little weird. But you know what? I'm going to work through it because I'm a tough guy. I'm just being cool. That's what he's doing. He's like, I, you know what? I, I, don't, I don't mind. I'm just being cool. I'm just being cool, dude. I'm just going to pitch through this. It's fine. This forearm tightness can't hurt me. It's not real. And then, you know, he didn't pitch all that well. And he was like, oh, maybe I should have told someone about it. I don't know. 
I don't know, honestly. I don't really know anything, but I'm not going to blame anybody. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being cool here. That's, 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 that's all I'm doing. I'm just being cool. But in any case, Chris Bubich is on the 15 day IL. Sorry, I should probably uh, mentioned that a little bit earlier. You know, I was told, I, I told you I was breaking format. So, you know, I, I usually do the roster update uh, early on in the episode. I do that at the start of the episode. Well, I'm sorry. The episode starts now. Hello, welcome to the Royal Deluxe Podcast. Chris Bubich is on the 15-day IL with forearm tightness. Hopefully that doesn't turn into anything else. Hopefully it really is just forearm tightness. Hopefully it's just, ooh, it was, a, it was a little chilly outside. It was a little cold outside. And that's the injury. And then he'll come back in 15 days and go back to being the Chris Bubich that we saw in the first two or three starts of 2023. That would be great. In the meantime, Josh Taylor is up in AAA. Josh Taylor is not a starting pitcher. Oh wait a minute! Wait, who's wait? Who replaces our 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 starting pitcher? Who replaces Chris Bubich? Ryan Yarbrough. <laughs> That's me falling asleep. Boring, lame. No, thank you. But I guess that's the only option we have because Heasley sucks now. Castillo sucks now. Kowar sucks now. He sucked before, but he sucks now, too. Uh, who else? Angel Zerpa is still dead. Uh, Alec Marsh. Maybe. I don't know. But for the meantime, they called up Josh Taylor. The relief pitcher that we got for Adalberto Mondesi. So some people were saying we took a massive L in the Mondesi trade because we optioned Josh Taylor. But in actuality, Josh Taylor is playing in the major leagues this season before Adalberto Mondesi. I can't say Adalberto Mondesi's are properly. I'm really sorry to him. I'm not I didn't I'm not like flubbing his name intentionally to make fun of him. I don't think anything I don't think any anything of his name. I just can't pronounce words properly sometimes. I apologize, Mr. Mondesi. But in any case, Josh Taylor is on a major league roster right now. Adalberto Mondesi is not. That's the way it goes sometimes. I have no strong feelings about this. I don't I don't stress myself thinking about Adalberto Mondesi. I don't think about it. I'm just I'm just sitting here. I'm just being cool. That's it. That's all. I'm just being cool. And I watched Josh, Josh Taylor pitch a little bit today, and he was okay. He pitched a scoreless inning. Good job. That's pretty cool. But in any case, I kind of uh, wanted to bring up the Chris Bubich thing, not only because it's important, but... I see some people criticizing manager Q for this, manager Matt Quattrero for, uh, I don't know, letting that happen, I suppose, even though I don't know if that's really what happened. But right now, the Royals are 4-12. and They're not good. If they were an NFL team, they might be the worst team in the entire NFL. A 4-12 and record. That would be the end of the season. They'd be in contention for number one overall pick. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to pick Leon Sandcastle in the NFL draft. That's a reference that people will get, I think. I probably messed it up anyway. Doesn't matter. Point is, Royals are 4-12, and 12, and that's bad. And that's really bad. And so far, Manager Q has not really done anything about it. He's just kind of like sitting. He's just kind of like me. He's just kind of sitting there. He's just like, I'm just being cool. I'm not, I, don't, I don't worry about the 4-12 and 12 record. 4-12 and 12 may, may as well be 12-4 in my eyes. It's all, it's all good. We're just, we're just being cool here. And you know what? It's pretty cool. I appreciate that. I respect that. But you know what I don't respect? Um, putting Framil Reyes and Edward Olivares in the outfield at the same time. What is wrong with you? 
Why would you do that? Why? What What world do you live in where you think that Fernando Reyes and Edward Olivares in the same outfield is a good idea? Like, hello, knock, 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 bozo. This is the Atlanta Braves that you're playing. The Atlanta Braves are a good baseball team. They're a good baseball team because they hit baseballs really, really hard. They have the third best slugging percentage in all of baseball. They've hit the fifth most home runs in all of baseball. They have the second best hard hit percentage in all of baseball. By the way, I'm just going to cut into my own commentary right here and say that the Royals have the fourth hardest hit percentage in all of baseball. Just bringing that up for no particular reason. Anyway, they're also tied in first with the Dodgers for the hardest for the for the best exit velocity, the best average exit velocity in all of baseball, and they are in first for all of baseball in max exit velocity. In other words, the Bru- the Braves are really good at hitting baseballs really really hard. Do you know what this means? This means they often hit the baseball into the outfield. So you should probably get good outfielders who can catch baseballs in the outfield when they are hit hard in the outfield. Good outfielders like Nate Eaton or Jackie Bradley Jr. or Kyle Isbell. And you did use Kyle Isbell in this game, but you decided to use Edward Olivares and Franmil Reyes in the same outfield in a game where the outfield is going to be very busy because balls are going to be hit very hard in the outfield. Why would you do this? This doesn't make any sense. I don't appreciate this. I don't respect this. There are there there are there are things that you can call questionable. There are questionable decisions that you make because you know you just want to experiment. You're just like you you're just kind of chilling. You're just being cool. I get that. You're just like you're just like oh, I'm just being cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna put Franmil Reyes and Edward Olivares in the same outfield. Why? Because we haven't had a game where we've put Edward Olivares and Franmil Reyes in the same outfield together at the same time in the batting lineup at the same time and not even DHing. Both of them are gonna play the field. Fine. You can do that sometimes. You can do that in some games. It's it's not against the rules to put Franmil Reyes and Edward Olivares in the same outfield at the same time. You can do that. It's it's allowed. The thing is. It's a bad idea. It's a really bad idea, and it's highly recommended that you don't do that ever for any reason whatsoever. But maybe in a less competitive game, I don't know, maybe if you're playing the Diamondbacks, then sure, I guess that could kind of make sense. Again, if you just want to experiment, and you're also thinking, hey, you know what? These guys aren't in the lineup very often, so I want to get them in the lineup more often. And if this is the way to do it, then so be it. Fine. I understand that. Thing is, you don't do that against the Atlanta Braves. You don't do that against the Atlanta Braves with this lineup and a team that is this good. Why would you do that against the Atlanta Braves? Why would you do that today? I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. Back with Trero, you were, you, were, you were hired because we thought you were a smart guy. That is not a smart guy decision. That is a dumb guy decision. Putting Edward Olivares and Ray Milvarez in the outfield at the same time is not a good idea because they are not good outfielders. They are not good at fielding baseballs. And case in point, Edward Olivares completely screwed up. He completely screwed up a play. He uh, mis- completely misplayed a ball that was hit right to him. It could have been a single. Instead, it was a triple, and it allowed two runs to score in the inning. We lost by one run because Edward Olivares Edward Olivares made the, the ter- a terrible play, and that's why. Now, blaming Edward Olivares for you know losing this game, that's not fair to him. It's not fair to anybody. Lots of things went wrong with this game. Edward Olivares just made one mistake, okay? Even if it was a critical mistake, even if it was a foolish mistake, even if it was a horrible mistake, it was just one mistake. Thing is, though, you put him in the lineup because you really like his bat. And then he strikes out three times. He goes 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. So not only does he not produce anything offensively, but he actually gives up runs defensively. If you don't like that, you don't like Royals baseball. Now, for Emil Reyes, he had a two-hit game, so he did something. Good job to him. Claps to him. 
he had an okay game defensively, I guess. I remember, uh, you know, in, in the time that I paused my VTuber stream to actually watch the game, there was a uh, Mike Sweeney in the booth and he was like applauding for Emil Reyes for making like this amazing play. And then it was like a routine fly out. So I'm like, I, I don't know, whatever. Good, good job. He did. A, he did something. He, he could, he recorded it out, whatever. I'll take whatever I can get. Cause I'm just sitting here being cool. So I, I need, I need something. This is okay. At least he produced something. He produced something offensively. So it justifies him being in the lineup. Meanwhile, Edward Olivares, I don't know. Maybe maybe Dayton Moore was right. Maybe Mike Matheny was right. Maybe Edward Olivares isn't good. I mean, I still think it's cruel what they did to him in 2021. And, you know, he got unfortunate with injuries in 2022. Maybe, you know, I don't think they necessarily needed to option him like 17 times in one year. But maybe they had a point. Maybe he wasn't a good player. Thing is, though, if that were the case, then we could have figured this out two years ago instead of right now. It shouldn't have taken this long to figure this out, but for some reason, it has. And so, right now, Edward Olivares is hitting 231. Not very good. Anyway, um, that's the series against the Atlanta Braves. It was pretty bad. Wow. Crazy. Um... Can I can I die now? <laughs> that was unexpected. No, that was just a joke. I'm sorry. That was just a joke. I don't I'm I don't want to die. I, I'm just being cool here. I'm just being cool. I'm just sitting here being cool, and I'm going to continue being cool watching the Royals because you know what? It's still early in the season, and I'm still not ready to make any bold claims. I know y'all are sitting here saying four and twelve. We're the worst team ever. We're absolute garbage. Macquarie is the worst manager of all time. This is the worst team of all time. We're going to go like thirty-eight and one sixteen this season. I don't actually think that's possible, but doesn't matter. Meanwhile, I'm just sitting here thinking, the Phillies are five and ten this season. Oh, sorry, they won. They're six and ten because they get to play the Cincinnati Reds. When do we get to play the Cincinnati Reds? Mom said it's my turn to play bad baseball teams. I'm not going to get into the scheduling nonsense right now. Don't worry about it. In any case, what do we have next? Who are we going to play next? We're playing the Texas Rangers again. Oh boy, here we go again. And you know who we get to play tomorrow? You know who the starting pitcher is tomorrow for the for the Rangers? Jacob DeGrom. And you know who the Royals are sending out? Jordan Lyles. It's this again. We are doing this again. What a great time this will be. But if not, on Tuesday, Brad Keller is going to be the starting pitcher. So that's going to be great. Remember how well Brad Keller pitched against the Rangers last time? I'm sure he'll do it again. Because it was so fun last time. And then assuming that rotation sticks, we're going to have Brady Singer on Wednesday. Hopefully Brady Singer will start having a good season because <laughs> I I would appreciate that. <laughs> Meanwhile, I don't think I mentioned that the Rangers are going to have Nathan Eovaldi on Tuesday. It looks like Nathan Eovaldi pitched terribly when we saw him in la in the last in the Rangers series, 5 innings, 6 earned runs. That brought his ERA to 6.32. He hasn't pitched since then. 
So it's still there. Uh, but he's still maybe an okay pitcher. Last three years basically have been good for him. And then after that, on Wednesday, they're going to go with Martin Perez. I believe that will be the pitcher next in the rotation. And Martin Perez is so far having a pretty good season. He's someone who has basically been a faceless starting pitcher throughout his entire career. He has like a, he has a career ERA of 4.42, but for some reason last year he pitched almost 200 innings with a 2.89 ERA. <laughs> he made it to the All-Star game. So, good for him. And he's uh he actually accepted a qualifying offer to stay with the Rangers one more year and so far he has a 2.87 ERA and 15.2 innings. So good for him. Very interesting. Uh 9.2 strikeouts per 9. And also four walks per nine. So he's kind of uh, all over the place right here. His, his ERA is 2.87, but his field in independent pitching is actually 5.15. That's a massive difference. So FIP is saying, yo, this guy's going to blow up at some point. Those The, the four walks per nine, that's going to come back to bite him at some point. I'm actually wondering if that's just like one particularly bad game. Well, he had one game where he didn't give up a walk, but his last game on April 14th, five innings pitched, four walks, and and four strikeouts, two earned runs. And in his first start on April 2nd, uh, three walks, 5.2 innings pitched. So that's why. So that's not particularly great, but I don't know. Maybe not too much cause for alarm. But I will keep that in mind. And maybe you should keep that in mind, too. I say that like a like weirdly sternly. You maybe you should keep that in mind too. <clears throat> How about that? But if, but whatever happens, we'll talk about when, when we get there. I'm done for today. That's a bit of a shorter episode, but you know what? There wasn't much to talk about. So this is what you get. Have a great Monday, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Royal Deluxe podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would really love to know. Please leave a rating and or a, a review on whatever podcast platform you are listening to this on. It would help the podcast a lot, and I would really appreciate it personally. You can also send me direct feedback at Royal Deluxe Pod. That's the podcast Twitter where I post more baseball content and general con commentary. Or you can follow me personally at the MFNKC on Twitter. That's my personal account for other general nonsense. Other inquiries can be sent to Royal Deluxe Podcast at the at, at gmail.com. That is the podcast email. I would love to hear from you, no matter what it is. And no matter what day nor what time, because I never sleep. Thank you for making this podcast a part of your day, and I hope you're having a good one. I'll see you on Friday, and until then, I'm Relux. Go Royals. Go Scott Barlow.